0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor and Resiliency Expert helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and tall, T-A-L-L.com. My co-host today is my colleague at TechBlox, Peter Goral. Peter, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about TechBlox.
1: Uh, thanks very much, uh, Tom. Uh, pleasure to be uh, uh, riding shotgun with you again today. Um, yes, my name is Peter Gorel. I'm uh, Vice President of Business Development and Client Relations here at TechBlox. And uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, TechBlox actually is a, a very hybrid uh, consulting company. And through the convergence of uh, consulting plus creativity, In an agnostic approach to technology, we serve small, medium, and enterprise uh, businesses in optimizing their business in the digital world. So uh, it's really our intention that uh, clients uh, glean the value of uh, an improved market position and profitability, and that's that's generally our goal. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show again.
0: Our guest today is Jamie Shanks and his company, It's exciting for me. Jamie Shanks is the CEO of Sales for Life, which is the definitive social selling curriculum for companies all around the world. Jamie and Sales for Life have trained over 50,000 sales professionals on social selling, ranging from startups to Fortune 500 companies like Oracle, Thomson Reuters, SAS, CA Technologies, and ADP. And for someone like myself who has worked mostly in inside sales for 25 years, I've made over 200,000 cold calls, Jamie's company, Sales for Life, has renewed my vigor for sales and made my life a lot easier. Welcome to the show today, Jamie.
2: Well, appreciate the invite. Looking forward to it.
0: Well, as I said, I've made over 200,000 cold calls in the last 25 years, and I find it's increasingly difficult every year now to reach people by phone, including myself. I am almost unreachable on my cell phone. My wife and I text and friends text, and I use email, and I only will do a phone call or take one if it's scheduled. And so Sales for Life uh, helps salespeople get around this I guess we would call it a trend of people not answering their phones. Tell us a little bit more about Sales for Life, how it came to be, because I th- think I understand Sales for Life was not always involved in social selling, right?
2: Oh, Absolutely. So Sales for Life, in its current form, is the world's largest social selling training curriculum. But it had humble beginnings as a sales recruiting company. So 2003, my business partner, George Albert, I founded a sales recruiting company. At the time in Toronto, there wasn't a lot of options. And he serviced that market quite handsomely. And uh, we were put together by a client of ours, a mutual client, in 2011. Um, I was meeting one. George was beating two at Ackland Granger's in Toronto. And they said, you know, I was just in a meeting like an hour ago hearing a story very similar to yours. I think... I'm going to book a lunch and I'm going to take you and this guy George Albert out for lunch and I want you to talk about merging your businesses. And it was actually the client at Action Ranger that put us together. And uh, well, very quickly, you know, when we merged the businesses, I was not a giant fan of the recruiting business and we had a massive opportunity in this thing that is now called social selling. And uh, if you want, Tom, I could, I could tell you the quick story.
0: Please. I love to hear stories, and people love stories.
2: Well, okay, so uh, at the time, I had a company called The Shanks Group, and it was very simply uh, me as a gun for hire. And at the time, I was helping SAP value-added resellers build their inside sales departments. The problem was is this is right around the inflection point when the world started to change. So we were building these giant call centers for SAP, and every single month, There was a diminishing return on investment on the telephone for no matter how much human capital we would throw at the problem, it was struggling. And I didn't do a great job in my own business of backfilling clients, so I was very heavily weighted in these SAP value-added resellers. Well, sure enough, a few days before my wedding in 2011, one of those value-added resellers got caught with fraud and embezzlement, and they shut their doors. And I was an unsecured vendor and unfortunately never got paid. And, the, it was all, and at the time, it was all the money in the world to me. So I leave to Costa Rica for my wedding. Don't tell my wife what's going on. We have our honeymoon in Paris, and we are we're, we're, it's doomsday. And so when I get back to our home in Toronto, I am staying up till 3 4 in the morning with my, hand, and my head in my hands, staring at my computer thinking, how the heck am I going to build a business for myself? And I would sit there looking at my computer, and I'd have LinkedIn open. And I started like truly, I mean, it's like something out of a movie. I would just still click one button here, move a mouse here. I would start experimenting on how I could use LinkedIn and reverse engineer it to, to do the same things I was teaching people to do via the telephone. And sure enough, I started to discover that there you can emulate many of the same mechanics at the time, and accept, have vastly different results. You can, you can talk to anybody. You can open up doors you never thought possible. You can roadmap connections between people, and this was never possible via the phone. And so started building. Uh, I, I would jot down my ideas, and the next day I'd be at a client's office, and I'd say, i got to show you what I learned last night. And they were far more interested in that than they were in the services that I really did offer and charge for. So fast forward to 2012, Um, George and I have merged. We have a business, and the business is a hodgepodge of services. I'm at a major trade show in Dallas called the American Associations of Inside Sales Professionals. And I'm in a breakout room, and there was a lady on stage speaking about uh, social media for sales. And she had posed the question to the audience of a couple hundred people, does anybody have any tangible evidence of using a tool like LinkedIn to drive business? And this was my moment. This is actually the moment that changed our business. I raised my hand, gave my two cents, and it changed the audience. Like people all they, they were they were no longer interested in what she was saying. They were interested in the metrics that I had on this thing called social media for sales. And little did I know there were some extremely important people in sales in the room sitting next to me who I'd never met in my life. And by the end of that I called my business partner and I said I was just in a room, and they started talking about this thing called social selling. And we are going to stop every service we have. We're going to shut the business down, and we are going to build a curriculum to teach people social selling. Now, my business partner, there was a lot of F words over the phone, over this (laughs) idea. (laughs) But by by the end of the summer of 2012, we had built a curriculum, we gave it away, trained ten companies for free to gauge their interest and their return on investment. Oh, I guess the the investment was zero, but their their return <laughs> on what they learned, and it all began from there. So that's wow. the story of how we got into social science. And it's and truly I've, a- I've been
0: following you, and you've been growing like a rabbit farm on steroids. Uh, it seems <laughs> like as well.
2: You know the you know the theory that um and uh, what is what's the saying invention is necessity or no how does that yeah, go? Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention. Necessity is the mother of invention. That is how our curriculum was derived because it was my own pain of of fear of bankruptcy. I mean, I'm talking we were we were down to the last paycheck really, and it was my fear of bankruptcy that drove me. To develop this, to teach myself first and then others how to book meetings and drive business using LinkedIn.
0: Wow, you still with your wife today? <laughs> she, amazing,
2: you she amazingly, stuck through all of this, and <laughs> uh, you know, and it's great because you know we've 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 built a multi-million dollar business now, and um, she stuck through some terrible times, and uh, no, hats off to her.
0: Good for that, and good for not telling her on your honeymoon. Would have made it less enjoyable for sure. Now, Peter, uh, this is a topic right up your alley that you love. I'm sure you must have a ton of questions for Jamie because this is something we talk about all day at TechBlogs.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you. I, I I was just like, I'm 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 sitting here a little bit in awe of that story because today. I know for a fact that storytelling is in fact you know the the only way to get the authenticity across to your to your client and that was a stunning story. I mean, I actually started to I actually started to feel for you Jamie. <laughs> Cuz I think I've experienced things like that, right? And I and I think that you know part of Part of a sales process for me has always been about grounding and, and creating common ground between individuals. That, in most cases, you know, it, uh, has been the key to the to the ending, right? That, like, you know, the necessity of, of of needing to connect with someone. I have a burning question though, because it's something that I get thrown at. Thrown at me all the time is cold calling dead? Everybody wants to hammer me on that, <laughs> you know because I say so much about it. Just give us your opinion the way it, the way it, the way it's going to fly i I'm really interested to how you're going to handle you,
2: that question. yeah you know what's interesting i i i personally I felt like I was a wizard on the telephone i mean I was really good at driving business via the telephone. And so what I always do when people ask me that question, I I then flip the question back to themselves. And I'd ask, how do you define cold calling? Because if you define cold calling the way I do, and you literally look at the word cold, then I would say if you look at the word cold, then yes, the concept of cold calling is dead and or not needed or irrelevant. Because when I started cold calling, I started in a corporate real estate company in Toronto. And the CEO of that company was a Max Xerox exec. And we literally, we used general benefit statements, specific benefit statements, the FAB system, you know, future advantage benefit. It was perfect because at that time, you as the consultant, the corporate real estate consultant, knew more than did the CFO that you were calling. And because mm-hmm. at the time in the early 2000s, uh, you, you know, the The buyer did not have the same information that you did as the seller, but now fast forward to two thousand and now two thousand and fifteen there is absol- there isn't a product solution or idea in this world that isn 't ten pages deep on Google right now so mm-hmm. because of because of that, the idea of cold calling and assuming that you're going to provide value and insight in thirty seconds and teach them something new that they haven't already begun that, in, that investigation with themselves online, it's crazy. There's no need to do cold because I can figure out what they're interested in. I can, see, I can see photos of them and the locations of their photos on Facebook. I can see what content they share on LinkedIn, who they know on LinkedIn. I can see mm-hmm. what they tweet. I, I, at the end of the day, they're arming themselves with information to make informed decisions every day online, and I could do the exact same thing to make it a relevant conversation, so the idea of cold just doesn 't make sense to me anymore, yeah, and so I no. use the phone every day, every single day yeah. I use the phone,
1: yeah, but they're, and, they're,
2: and they're, they're calls, but they 're warm, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. no you 're a hundred percent right because I mean even as i even as I sat down um, just before the holidays to build out the 2015 sales strategy for my own company and I'm looking at specific targets. And, I mean, I don't care that they're listening to this, you know, because reality is uh, they know as much as I do, you know. And, and, and guess what? Uh, the, the, the reverse is true, too, because I've been on, I've been on websites where uh, they've actually publicly displayed their own 2015 to 2019 sales plan and strategic plan and they've told me this is what i'm going to do in technology this is my attitude going forward with my customers and i'm thinking thank you very much mr customer Um, i'm smart enough to use that and in fact i'm going to remind you about that because the call that i'm going to have with you is going to say geez i wanted to compliment you on uh, on such a clear and defined futuristic (laughs) picture of where you're going. I mean, isn't, yeah. that, the, isn't that the name of the game, road mapping yourself to, you know, to the end result?
2: Well, and for us, uh, we combine social with marketing automation. So for me, I'm not going to call just a random uh, – for us, we call chief sales officers, chief marketing officers, yeah. and VPs right. of sales enablement. I'm not going to call a random person. I'm going yeah. to look at who has been most interested in our content – and it's clearly defined that they've moved much further down the buying journey because marketing automation and social are telling me these things. Yes. And Now, and and to the first question or statement that you made before about storytelling, I then extract a story, and we love video, and we we have hundreds and hundreds of stories that we you know that I can then share as my first communication piece and say, right. this is a story I know is relevant to you because I can see based on roadmaps within LinkedIn who you're connected to, who you used to work with before, uh, who you follow on LinkedIn. This is a story I know that's going to resonate with you. And I know you're interested in us because you've been all over our content. Much warmer call than is something yeah, called.
0: Definitely. Now, one thing uh, that happened last year, and actually I haven't read it, the new, uh, what is it, Canadian anti-spam law. Uh, yeah, I can spam. Uh, and so is it is it true now you can't even, like, cold email someone is that breaking the law
2: well and so the kessel or CAM spam challenges is that and there's a lot of gray and a lot of you know arguments we've met with two different law firms on the subject for the most part email the idea of cold emails is is going to go away with the dodo bird you know you really will they will have to have shown intent you know this is where marketing automation will start playing a more vital role because you can Um, you can create opt-in or opt-out lists and and determine who's truly engaged in your content and only focus on those people. But what it's also done is given social a a, a much greater light and opportunity because with social, just an example with LinkedIn, you can communicate with people via LinkedIn groups who have clearly opted into the group, can opt out at any time, have, have checked the box to allow recipients to communicate with them in that uh, in that medium or context. So um, social for us is, I mean, just, it, it, it's just, the, for us it's a much easier way to communicate.
1: Yeah, I had a, I actually had a, um, an old mentor of mine who used to always say to me, Peter, if your, uh, if your audience is not bought in, chances are you're on the wrong stage anyway, right? So, yeah. I mean, you got to. <laughs> I mean, it, it it speaks to that, right? So I mean, why why waste your time booking yourself at this show when you know the you know darn well that, that people are are not interested in you? Um, interesting that you should speak about uh, marketing automation. Uh, I mean, we are huge proponents of that space. Uh, we're all about automation here at TechBlocks. I mean, we uh, we'd like to uh, you know we're out there evangelizing daily about all the kinds of things the various business processes that you you should be automating or you should be thinking about right in order to a get better return maybe spend less while you're doing it you know in in other words optimizing your operations so um, we are agnostic with regards to technology, and so my question, you know, is a little maybe you know it's a little strange, but I, I'm I I was going to ask what what tech tools you are using outside of, uh, as, you know, your social media efforts, and uh, if you're open to sharing your experiences with them, uh, that'd be great too, because I know that the audience is is always interested, at least, in an opinion about technology.
2: Absolutely, and and we we have gone from... We were a company that, in all honesty, tested and tried every sales 2.0 and social tool in the world just to say that we knew something about it. But Mm -hmm. what we've really done is realized that there's only so much time in the day, and um, there'll always be 100,000 widgets to get built, but we focus only on on a few tools. For us, uh, the backbone of our business is content and being able to monitor lead scoring and buyer behavior scoring. So for us, from a tool standpoint, our website is a WordPress website, and mm-hmm. we pump out uh, you know a ton of blogs, infographics, videos. So YouTube is a massive the holding bin of videos for us. But So that's the content side, and we drive all of that socially and um, intermixing with email campaigns and nurturing campaigns. But from a marketing automation standpoint, um, it's like the vital backbone for us to determine who are the leads that we go after. And other than that, from a technology standpoint, uh, we're we're, we're back to the basics. We use LinkedIn, Twitter, Hootsuite. For content, Uh, we use Feedly. I mean, there are only a few other tools that we use. And and I think that that's where sometimes companies blow their brains out with tools and... um, they don't realize that if they have that a process, you know, the 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 concept, you know, the concept of a tool is speed to revenue, speed to market, and right. there are only a few tools that we find really amplify that. Like as an example, in LinkedIn, we have derived so much return on investment for LinkedIn. We use LinkedIn Sales Navigator because it's a tool that creates greater speed to market, right? So. Yes.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, like, are you you're actually I sense that you're really promoting LinkedIn. You know, uh, uh, And in fact I I I'm I am i am sure probably by now you maybe even met up with Colka Sexton you've probably done sessions with him. Uh, I'm just getting Oh
2: it. him and I have a call today.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, surprise. I, surprise. <laughs> I, I know him on a personal level. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know that, so, that that's brilliant, yeah.
2: Yeah, getting pretty... out to know the people at LinkedIn has been important because uh <laughs> in all honesty for the market that we serve, we sell to B2B and we service the B2B. And from a B2B communications platform, like again, LinkedIn is a medium, it's a tool within social selling. Social selling is a process and a methodology. Uh, yeah. So within that, um, LinkedIn is the, 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 one of the greatest tools in the world. And, and Yeah.
1: One of the other arguments uh, sitting on most sales uh, minds people is this concept Of b2b and for the audience that doesn't know business to business business to consumer the reality is sales is probably has been for all its time personal business is always personal so it regardless of where you find yourself whether you're in front of a two billion dollar CEO CFO CIO guess what he's an individual has a personality, uh, likes, dislikes, tastes. Uh, like if you get to know some of those factors about him through researching, and and you know, and taking a look at some of the things that he's uh, talked about, maybe some of the theories he has. I mean, you stand a better chance, quite frankly, of dealing with the man. Uh, rather than the company and I think that's where most people's fears start and I think that's why people still think that you know this, uh, there's that argument about cold and warm calls you know because they they think they're calling a big company well you are but you're calling a guy that happens to be just like yourself born you know on this earth with a mom and dad as sisters probably has kids like Give me your thoughts on 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 that building scenario. I I, I think you know where I'm going with it.
2: Oh, I mean, it is. Those are literally things that are within our curriculum, and we say to people, people buy from people first, and once they've bought into you as an individual, they then buy into the um, ideas, process, and solutions, and the company that you represent. And so again, I, I this is this is why building a personal brand. You, as an individual sales professional, need to understand that whether you like it or not, the buyer that you're trying to sell to is informing themselves, arming themselves with information to make informed decisions every day. They are researching, they are reading, they are reaching out to their peer-to-peer network every single day, and. I'll, sometimes I'll get pushback from sales professionals and say, well, maybe not in my industry. You know, we're so unique and my industry is so different. The reality is if you, want, if you believe and if you look at yourself as a person and you see you as a person is using, are using mobile technology way more than you used to, you're finding yourself on sites like YouTube or, or, or reading online content more and more than you ever did in your life your buyer is doing the exact same thing. And while they may have started um, di- digesting more content online in a, in a business-to-consumer standpoint, you know, looking at buying a new watch or a new car, the reality is is every once in a while, they'll start thinking about their own, their own job and what's going on. They'll think, oh, yeah, we're looking at new, you know, new servers or we're looking at new healthcare solutions for our business or whatever, whatever that is. And a, a human is, is digesting this content both for their business and for their personal. So when it all comes back to why would you want to build yourself a personal brand is because when it comes time to deciding the who, who should I look at, who are the vendors that are best uh, for this solution, you can either be the invisible man or woman, or you can be the person that's providing this resource and being insightful and sharing this content. And you will filter to the top far faster than Mr. or Mrs. Incognito. Um, And and I I couldn't agree more with you that you are selling to a person and your job is to make that person believe that you understand the solution that you're offering. And, And that's where you can build yourself a personal brand to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the things I've uh, found out even early in life is that I can't do it all by myself. That's the other thing. And, you know, and I know that there's great competition in the world uh, that you live in. The fact is there's so many salespeople who don't even know they're salespeople. There's an old argument at the table about, oh, you know, some people say to me, you're a born salesman. And I said, no, I don't think so. And because when i when I think about how I developed, I developed out of uh, a subject matter expertise on a, a specific topic, and I just became uh, so authentic and so realistic about talking about that topic that people started to buy from me on that front you know and I can date that back to even when I was uh, twelve years old where i where I'd go, um, I'll, I'll tell you, Very fr- just a quick anecdotal story. Twelve years old, and I, I walked my neighborhood and, and uh, knocked on doors and asked them if they had any uh, wallpapering or painting that they needed to do in their house because I, I I really enjoyed it. And that's all I used to say to them. I really enjoy doing it, and I'm thinking... Um, Chances are you're too busy uh, you know because you've got a full time job i'm I'm a kid at school, and I've got a few hours to myself, right? And the guy yeah. would say, "Are you kidding? Get in here, Fix, do this, right <laughs> i mean so like that wasn't a born salesperson, that was just a person you know i you know being i guess a kid being progressive, you know and i i I love young people when i when I see them you know do those kinds of things i mean. Uh, has something like that kind of happened to you in your life? I mean, because because that story sticks with me. It's it's real.
2: I oh, I guess the 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 day I knew that I was less of a salesperson, more of an entrepreneur. The day I knew I was an entrepreneur was right. uh, when I was in high school uh, on my sixteenth birthday. I took my dad's car out with a couple guys, and I rolled his Jeep, and so. My father was working. My father's a geologist, and he was at an offshore oil rig uh, outside of Newfoundland. And he called me from a satellite phone, and he said, "Be home you know, two Tuesdays from now when I chopper in." And uh, when he when he came home, uh, what he had done is he bought me a 1978 Chevrolet half ton, a brown one, and in the back was a lawnmower and a whippersnapper. And he said, I'm not going to allow you to louse around the house for the summer. <laughs> you're going to go around the neighborhood, and you're going to cut everybody's yard. And so the, where I knew I was an entrepreneur is, you know, I started acquiring accounts, account after an account.
0: Uh-huh. And one
2: day, my dad came home, and he sees me out by the pool in the backyard at 2 in the afternoon. He said, what are you doing back here? You have, like, 30 yards you have to cut. I said, no, I don't. I collect $30 for a yard. I pay $10 to my friends or my brother, my younger brother, and I keep the rest. And he looked at me. You could tell he wanted to get mad, but he realized, oh, my God, this guy actually understands profit. Right. That would be my story of, and I realized, wow, I could allow people to help make me money, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> including brilliant. my younger brother.
0: <laughs>
1: That's amazing, and it also feeds uh, it feeds another uh, thought and question I had. Um, I'm constantly I, I'm constantly out in front of people, and and I talk I talk to them about starting to build their ecosystem up, you know, because they're always asking me, what's new, you know, like I, I don't know how to do this. I'm, I'm not sure which way to go with this, you know. I don't know how to take my my business to the next level and then say, you know, I don't even have all the answers to that, but there are a group of people around you within the confines of potential partnerships and things like that that you could probably uh, feed off if you were smart enough to use their their intelligence, right? So I always talk to them about building an ecosystem, Uh, and if you think about the way you are as an individual utilizing Google you know, you're at the center of your universe. If you look at uh, Google in itself and the way you use yourself, you're at the center of your universe, and you it, you tell Google what you want, where you want it to come from, your preferences. I mean, uh, me, I just take it one step further and do it with people, right? And different companies and partner. I partner with ideas, and and I and I think that's my free you know that's my free consulting for the day you know uh, with with my clients, but it it leads to the solidifying the deals i mean your your thoughts on on building ecosystems so yeah. I'm always interested in other people's
2: yeah, points so with after, after trading fifty thousand sales reps we have i mean we have a lot of predictive analytics on every sales rep we train because we use an lms and We track uh, all kinds of poll questions and basically two-thirds of sales reps have never in their – it's more like three-quarters actually – have never shared content, have never even broached the idea of becoming themselves a center of the universe, an ecosystem or a brand. And it's unfortunate because you were talking about the idea that everybody is a a salesman and I really do believe in Daniel Pink's book, To Sell as Human. I mean that – you're you're all trying to influence other people, and there's a there, you're, there's a massive opportunity uh, to be a rock star in your niche area or industry. I mean, I, I'm in sales training or you know uh, sales performance. It's not the sexiest industry in the world, and every industry, but every industry has its rock stars, and uh, those that get it become the rock stars of their industry and they become magnets and they pull in influencers and analysts and, and the CEOs of the businesses that kind of service that area all want to talk to them. And it's not the thing Omar Sheth on our team always says, it's not hard. It's just different. It really Mm -hmm. isn't hard. If I can build, if I can go from bankruptcy to building a multimillion dollar business and brand in only two years,
0: Imagine
2: yeah. what anybody else can do. It's, it's not very difficult to do, but all it takes, I and mean, this is no different than any other analogy. It is like your first time going to the gym. You just have to create a routine out of it. And that's all that, that's the one thing that we did, we did well is we just stayed consistent. We chose a message. We chose uh, an enemy. You've know, you got to have to pick a fight. We picked a fight yeah. against cold calling and tra- and, tradi- and traditionalism. And all we did is we just decided we are going to be a master. Like It's like uh, the hedgehog concept. We are going to be a master of one thing, but we are going to be better at it than anybody else in the world. And we just hammer it to death. And yeah. and in any industry, you could be selling nuts and bolts, but you could teach people about nuts and bolts better than anyone on earth, and you become the nuts and bolts king or queen, Right.
1: Yeah, it's funny you said that. Do you remember, do you remember the call we had with Andrew Jenkins? Do you yeah. remember Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, and Andrew. Andrew
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, and Andrew came to our office a month or two ago to chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jamie. Now,
0: I know you have a hard call at nine o'clock and two minutes that you have to make. So we're going to have to wrap up, unfortunately, unless you can postpone that call. But please, no, uh, I'll, us-
2: I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll wrap up the, these questions and then uh, we'll sign off. Yeah.
0: Okay, do that and mention your website, which is quite a Brainiac website because it's the name of the company, so no one has to remember yeah. too much. So go yeah, ahead and finish off because I know you do have an important call after this. Sure.
2: Um, yeah, a warm well, call, so, I imagine. A warm call, yeah. So I, I just wanted to be able to answer that last question. Uh, and Did you want to? Uh,
1: yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I remember Andrew talking about a company that, that – What were they selling? Elevators or something? Something really, really right out of it. And but uh, uh, it was not sexy at all. And and he uh, he had worked with this client, and uh, they literally just built thought leadership around that subject and i think it was something stupid like a nut or a bolt it was something in that industry i can't remember it exactly it's it's bugging me now but uh, nonetheless it, that that's that's what came to mind and i thought you know if you can make a nut or a bolt sexy you know by virtue of knowing everything possible about it then chances are you, you know you can make a living out of it and apparently this company is is uh, a multi-million dollar uh, winner in, in oh, the, and, and category leader
2: I met a guy uh, I think his name is I have to look about on LinkedIn his name is Greg Townsley he owns a company where they become kind of like a central um, lead generation source for plumbers and then they, they find plumbers in various cities to then distribute the leads and the, the calls out to and uh-huh. this guy, I'm on his, for for some reason, I'm on his newsletter. So I get his emails and his social posts and his videos. They are the ultimate thought leaders of plumbing and toilets. But guess what? He becomes a lead generation monster because, again, everybody at some point, the toilet explodes or the pipes freeze or whatever it is, they find him. He's the distribution point, and then he finds it. You know, he's in the United States. He then finds the plumber in that particular city that could service it. I just, like, this is an industry that, again, it's clear it's plumbing. It is clearly not sexy, but he's <laughs> mastered it. So, um, to, yeah, to wrap up, Tom, uh, my website is www.salesforlife.com. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm a very open and easy guy to talk to.
0: Definitely. So, salesforlife.com. You also have a course on Linda. Uh, dot com I think as well, which has uh, very, been very well received. So everybody, salesforlife.com, uh, check them out, amazing, amazing organization, and uh, for sure, in this day and age, much, much, much needed. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Jamie. I love what you guys are doing, and I follow you very closely.
2: Uh, Jay- thank you very much.
0: Yeah, Jamie, great to talk to you again,
1: uh, and let's catch up soon in real time because uh, you know uh, we should. Just because we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that we uh, we can uh, build something together uh, uh, that that uh, that people are interested in. That's for sure.
2: Fantastic. We're looking forward to it. Take care. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Take care. Cheers. Bye.